Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Solutions in Real Estate. I'm Jason Dillard, along with a very, very, very important guest and a couple other guests as well. We've got Cole Perry Dillard here. Um, you've heard of him before. He's my son. He's the one that came up with the bang of the theory. You know, how banged that a house is. We can probably get him to explain that later. We've got Scott Bradford is here. He's an agent in our office that sells stuff. And we were talking before the program about how, um, he don't have, he don't have, is that the right way to say it? He don't have? I don't, I don't got no. I don't got no. He didn't, he ain't, he ain't got no houses for sale because they're all selling. So Scott's Not here and, and he sells stuff and he sells our, our rent on stuff. And we also have Trey Ingram from Holiday Law Firm here. So we've got an attorney that Good can morning. actually ask, we can answer questions like law questions and stuff. If we ever make it to real estate as the topic, Tracy isn't here. So that won't hinder us. You know, it'll, it won't take us down the path of race cars or something, or something like that. But we can actually get a an attorney to answer questions. So if you've got a question to do with real estate, um, we've got an attorney that can answer it. The number here to get your questions answered live is 864-235-9405. That's 864-235-9405. We're live and we're uh, ready to answer your questions. We've been buying. We've been selling. Um, we're always looking for money. I'm go ahead and mention we'd need $120,000 at 8% on houses that are selling for over 200. Um, we could use three or four or five of those right now. Um, I just found out, I didn't tell you this, Scott, um, the neighborhood that we're building houses in, we have 13 under contract. 13 of them are moving like are under contract. So when you have 13 under contract, what do you need to do? Build more. You need to build more. Well, well, I gotta have the money to build more because I gotta, I gotta borrow the money from somebody, the 120 to build the house that's worth 200 and let that person or that person's retirement account make 8%. So if you want to get involved in that, give me a call at 864-444-7650 or go to jasondillard.com to learn more about that. But let's move on. The most important thing we can talk about today is right here. Cole Perry, um, Cole, um, how's everything going with school now? How's every what's that going on in school? It's going just fine. Are Great. You, are you making straight A's? Yes. So uh, I heard that you're in the seventh grade and you're taking algebra one. How's that going? It's harder, but it's it's okay. So, um, are you struggling at all with the algebra, or do you need? Do you ever get me to help you? No, not really. I'm not really struggling at all. Can everybody hear his voice? <laughs> it sounds similar to my voice. And it was just like yesterday that his voice sounded like a child's voice. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, Dad. <laughs> so what all right, so what else is going on at school? You got what what classes are you taking? Uh um, I'm taking strings, I'm taking uh Eng- English, uh Latin, which is pretty much useless. I'm probably never gonna use that in life. Uh, already said algebra. I don't know about that. Gym. How's gym class? Gym is good. I'm a weakling, but it still works. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting stronger. The, the most important class you skipped. Uh, what are you talking? Oh, um, history. That's the most. No, no the other most important class. Uh, science? No. That's the one I like the most. It starts with a buh and ends in an eyeball. 
Oh, the Bible. Yeah. That that goes with history. Oh, that goes with history. Yeah, let's okay. just say it went with history and I'm not being known. Okay, so how's how's the real estate market in your your perception from the from the seventh grader? How, how's it going out there? I think it's going pretty good. The Have stock you, market's still up and there's probably hopefully there's not gonna be another one of those. Do you think the rates are gonna go up? You think they're gonna bump the rates and cause the market to, to dip? Uh who knows? Yeah, exactly. You can't tell. I mean, what what about Trump? How's Trump doing, in your opinion? In my opinion, I haven't really been keeping up with the news very much since I'm just a something better and I can't vote just yet. But uh, I think he's doing pretty good. I don't really agree with the fact that he wants to build a wall because I don't think it will work, considering that the Great Wall of China didn't even work. Yeah. I mean, you can look at history and tell what's going to happen in the future, right? In a way. So how long did the Great Wall of China work? Uh, only like for a couple of Couple of a couple of hundreds of years. No, it, no, it was immediately surrounded by the Mongols and they invaded. Well, let's let's talk about the Mongols for a minute. <laughs> now, now that you've got us onto a, a topic that's interesting, how do you feel about the Mongols? Uh, they're the exception. Anyone ever ever watched Crash Course? That that's a good thing. All those teachers out there use that. So, what makes them the exception? Uh, they're the only um one of the only ancient emper- empires to have freedom of religion. Only one to take over almost all of Asia, the, the, not one of the largest empires within land, and they um, are the only people to ever take over China, only people to take over Afghanistan, only people to take over Russia. Uh, and, you know, the only except uh, I suppose I should go back on China because China invaded China over. I mean, that's a lot of real again. estate. <laughs> yeah. That's a yeah, lot so, of real estate. So what's your favorite T-shirt that you got from your grandpa? <laughs> it has a Mongol on it that says, we're the exception. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> if you got a question for Cole, again, we're live this morning. You can give us a call at 235-9405. It's 864-235. I'm sure we'll in, in, include Cole in our conversation about real estate. But let's move on to the guy that's really smart. Let's ask Trey some questions. Trey, Trey is here. He's an attorney. Went to school and everything, passed all those classes, had to read all those books. Holiday Law Firm. His website is holiday with two L's, lawfirm.com. So Trey, what do you see happening? Are, are y'all busy? Are you, are you, is the market still just moving as fast as you can? I mean, what's what we're seeing? I mean, uh, are you keeping up or are you, what's you know, going on? We really are actually. We've had, uh, probably the busiest January and February that we've had in a while not. I just joined Holiday Law Firm in January. Um, so a lot of what I'm looking at is historical data, not from personal experience at Holiday Law Firm doing real estate closings. Uh, but we definitely had the busiest January and February in recent recent history. Uh, now, before Holiday Law Firm, I was doing all commercial real estate. So now, now I'm doing commercial and residential real estate closings. Awesome. So if anybody's got a question about commercial real estate closings, 235-9405, we're live right now, 864-235-9405. So what's different about the commercial closing than the residential closing? Oh, it's completely different. It's funny. I've been telling people, you know, the law hasn't changed in the last 60 to 90 days since I changed practices, but my practice of law has completely changed. The uh, In the commercial context, you know, the lawyers are more involved in drafting the letters of intent, the contracts, the easement documents. You know, we're involved from start to finish. Whereas, you know, for the real estate closings, we're, we're not drafting any of the bank documents. We're not drafting the majority of the documents that we see. We're explaining them to clients, making sure they understand what, what the deal is, what they're signing up for. Um, but we're not 
intimately negotiating any of the terms. And one of the things you mentioned to me is a commercial closing, you never see the buyer and the seller. That's right. It's, uh, it was weird. And that, and, and Scott, sure. with, a, with a, a real estate closing in our brain, the buyer and seller meet in an attorney's office and they shake hands and they sit across the table from another and they have a closing and the attorney comes in and they flip through a bunch of papers and they, the first time the attorney sees all the papers at the residential closings may be then. That's right. Because the paralegal handled it all, and they're making sure it's right and everything, the bank's covered. But in a commercial closing, you never see the buyer and the seller. It all gets done on the Internet and with mail. When the when a commercial deal closes, it typically involves two lawyers on the phone with each other or, or via email saying, all right, do you have all the documents? I have all the documents. All right, I've got all the money. We're good to close. We're closed. We're closed. And the seller... Signed the document a couple of days before, probably. That's right. Probably in a different state. Yep. Hmm. Yep. So if you got questions for Trey with Holiday Law Firm, that's Holiday with two L's, lawfirm.com. You can um, give us a call. We're coming up on the first break of the show. Now is a great time to get involved in the program. The number here is 235-9405. That's 235-9405. When we come back from this break, we're going to get Scott involved. I mean, he's here. He hadn't had been able to say hardly anything. He does our seller financing, and I wonder why we like to seller finance our single-family houses. Why do we do that? Why would we put buyers in the houses instead of tenants in the houses? Why do we want to be a lender instead of a landlord? Well, we're going to talk about them that when we return. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Solutions in Real Estate. I'm Jason Dillard. If you want to get involved in the program, the number here is 235-9405. That's 864-235-9405. We're going to talk about how we actually sell or finance our single-family houses instead of renting them. But first, we have a caller, Rebecca, from Greer. Rebecca, what can we do for you this morning? Yes, um, I have been listening to you all several weeks uh, on the answer uh, radio show. And Trey, is, when you introduced him, it reminded me that I'm fixing to redo my will. And I have four children that I would like to leave my greatest asset to, which is a mortgage-free home. And I wondered if there was a way, as I've got older and have health problems, I may end up having to go to some kind of facility, is there a way to protect my home so that my children do get it? Absolutely. That's a, a great thing to be thinking about at this time. You know, um, anytime you, you buy or sell real estate, it's a good time to think about estate planning. But also when you have a home and, and the uh, praise the Lord, you've been able to, to pay off the mortgage. You got it mortgage-free. You own it completely outright. It's a great time to be thinking about um where it's going to go next. So there, there are a lot of options that you could, um, consider. You know, a traditional will is something that a lot of people would have that would leave their assets in a certain way, direct, uh, their loved ones on who, who should have the property after they pass. But another way would be to just, um, transfer the title right now. I mean, you could do a couple of different things. You could hold title as, uh, joint tenants with rights of survivorship with your children. Um, you could uh, convey title to them and reserve for yourself a life estate. Those two things would, would enable um, your children to ha- not only have the property, but to avoid, you know, the probate. 
process. And the, that would avoid the probate process, but what would, I don't know what the rules are if she happens to have to go in a nursing home. She considered like the, the sort of like a five-year look back that she would be concerned about if she transferred an asset and went into a facility. Is that your question, Rebecca? Yes, sir. Yeah, so it may be that, and then that that's probably something you'd want to sit down with an attorney at their office and get advice. But I think the five-year look back might come into play, and that's a moving target. The government changes their mind all the time and changes laws all the time. So the sooner you could get that into a trust or into a life estate, or into whatever makes it protected, um, the better. So I appreciate the call. Thanks for calling in. Next, we've got... I, I need to contact some attorney or set up something with Trey. Yeah, yeah. Just go to his website, Holiday with two L's, lawfirm.com, and contact him through that way. We'd be glad to help you, Rebecca. Thank you. All right, Okay, man. thank All right. you. Next, Bye. we've got Brian from Spartanburg. Brian, what can we do for you? Good morning. Uh, let me say, I'm just like her. I've listened to you guys for a long time. Um, I'm a homeowner for 30 years now that's been paid off for several years. So I just enjoy listening. But uh, the, what I wanted to ask was, I have a 26-year-old son who's a, uh, a year and a half married with, a, with one son, uh, five-month-old. And, and they're looking to buy a house, but they don't have the best credit in the world. Um, it's kind of like my daughter-in-law fell over to the better of the two. Because of some issues, you know, earlier, and and they, so they've been they've been approved for a particular amount, but it, for whatever reason, we just couldn't send everything in order. And I was wondering if you guys sell houses. But like I say, I listen to you guys all the time. Enjoy listening to the show. And and if you do, what could what could we do to get in touch? Now I've called you. I don't want to say this out loud on the radio. <laughs> He's called and probably I've not offered several times, but it's just kind of against me. Yeah. And I'm one of those very impatient people that don't like voicemail. I have to be <laughs> Okay. Well, if you so, um, but, well, but let's let Scott I, let's let Scott answer that question. And Scott, you can okay, give out okay. your direct number because he Scott's better at answering the phone than 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 I am. What's your phone number, Scott? <laughs> okay, you can you can call me directly at eight six four three five zero eight five two five. And I can. So your question, I think, if I understand your correction, your question properly, you have a relative that wants to buy, but they don't quite fit into the bank's box, and they want to know if they right. can be a homeowner. Right? That's the question. Right. Right. Okay. Right. So this is exactly the problem that we've solved at DHP. So we have about three hundred houses that we either manage or own. Some of these guys own. And I treat them all the same. We actually sell the houses to folks using owner financing. And this enables, this enables people to be a homeowner without jumping through all those qualifying hoops that the banks require. So we really take folks, if they're over a 500 credit score, if they can pass a criminal background check, um, if they make like three times the monthly, if they have three times an income over the monthly payment, then right. we'll, we'll take them, um, which is super really? simple and easy compared to a bank. Let, let me give you an example. I had a lady just this past week that we were able to sell a house to. She makes seven $8,000 a month, but she can't get a mortgage because of a prior divorce. Really? I, I mean, I sell houses all the time to folks that work at BMW, make seventy, eighty, ninety thousand $90,000 a year. They have twenty grand in the bank, but they can't get a bank mortgage. Even with that much in the bank, sure, because that doesn't that doesn't qualify you for a bank mortgage. Your bank account doesn't qualify you for a bank mortgage. So, right. Scott, how, right. where, how would someone find out the inventory that we have? So you can go to the website www.flexibleseller.com. 
And you Wait, can just, could you spell that? Yeah, flexible. I'm sorry. F L E X I. B-L-E, flexible, like a garden hose, like a hose pipe, flexible like a hose pipe. Yeah, FlexibleSeller.com, just click on property listings. You'll see a number of our Jamestown commons there. I've got another one down in Belton. And that, that just bookmark that site because it changes all the time. I, I sell them almost as fast as we get them. And so as soon as we get them, we put them on the, we put them online. And then you can just read, also click on the how it works tab. And that'll okay. explain exactly how the program works, but it's basically what I just told yeah. you. It's very simple. And, and your number was three five zero eight five two five. Yes, sir. And it's very right. prominent on flexibleseller.com. So if you, again, if you go to flexibleseller.com, you can find Scott's number. You can click okay. on the how it works tab and learn how it works. See the listings that we have right now that are, that are available for your, one of your family members. I don't think we have anything in Spartanburg that's available right now, but they come and go. It may be that right, we have right. five houses in Spartanburg a month from now because we just, we're always buying. We're always getting new management clients that, um, would rather sell or finance than, um, than rent because it's, it's a better deal for the buyer and it's a better deal right. for the, the seller. So thanks, right. thanks for the right. call. Right. Thank you guys. Have a right. great day. Right. You no, too. There you go. So if you want to get involved in the program, the number here is 235-9405. That's two three five nine four zero five. We were talking to Brian about how his family member has enough money, but they can't get the bank loan, and it's a huge benefit to them that a seller would finance the property. Scott, sure. if you're paying rent, do you get to deduct the rent off your taxes? No. If you're making a mortgage payment with interest, do you yes. get to deduct the interest? Yes. Okay. If you're paying rent, is your equity growing in your house? <laughs> Negative. No. Okay. So if you're making a mortgage payment, the principal in your payment is you're creating more equity for yourself. That's correct. Okay. So that's benefits of the buyer. But I believe the benefits of the seller are even bigger than being a landlord. What are the, what are the three biggest benefits of, well, of, of being a, of being a lender instead of a landlord? Sure. So from the seller side, um, think about it. If you're a landlord, you are on the hook for all the maintenance and repairs. So when we do our program, the tenant buyer, I call, I refer to these folks as tenant buyers. The tenant buyer is now on the hook for the maintenance and repairs. So you're not getting a call constantly, you know, every month for a, a plumbing repair. But the other thing is in South Carolina, and I know every landlord that's listening to this is painfully aware of this, the counties double and triple the property taxes if it's just a rental. So by utilizing our program, we're able to get a contract for deed recorded, and the county will give you the 4% owner-occupied tax rate. Okay, so let's, let's emphasize that for a second. So if I've got a, I've got a house and I'm renting for 1000 a month in Malden that I own, that I'm thinking about, that I haven't converted yet, my taxes are three grand a year. That's correct. Now, the family that we've got in there now that will get a converted to a contract for deed, my taxes will be... One thousand a year, twelve hundred. Yes. Okay, so that's two thousand a year, less in taxes. That's right. Yeah. Did you know I had a girlfriend from taxes when I was at Clemson? (laughs) Here we go. (laughs) You didn't know that? Okay. Well, I did. That was before I met your mom. But anyway, if you pay less in taxes, the landlord makes more money. Okay. So, so that's two benefits. Two benefits. We've got another caller right here. We can probably get in before the break. We'll get to the other benefits in a minute. We got BJ from Greenville. BJ, what can we do for you? Hey there, I have a, a situation where I have a grant for title, 
with a person who could not, because of uh, some credit issues, get a proper loan. So they have three years to do that and purchase the home. Part of the condition was that they live in the home. And in fact, we even filed with the, the county taxes that they were living to less than the taxes because of the arrangement, but they have decided to move out. And though they continue to make payments, the house is vacant. Um, and that is against our agreement. And I'm just curious what you suggest I, I do. I did have a conversation. Um, okay, so it, let me make sure I understand. Like <laughs> you seller financed the house. You got the 4% owner-occupied tax rate. But then they moved did, out. Did she? Did she yeah, get the 4% rate? Right? Then they moved out and kept. Correct. Kept, and yeah. they moved out and they're, and they're still paying. They're still paying the monthly payment. Are they Correct. maintaining the house? Are they going back over there and cutting the grass and everything? Well, it's, it looks a little bit shabby, to be honest. Well, I, I tell you what I would do. Go buy more houses. That's what I would do. <laughs> I'd, I'd keep buying houses. I mean, because once I, I feel like, I, and, this, and this is something we can touch on after the, after the bottom of our break, probably Scott, but we, if we're a lender, Instead of a landlord, the, mm-hmm. the Bank of America is not going to come over to my house and tell me my grass isn't cut. Bank of America doesn't right. have a key to my house. Right. And and the benefit that you have of them taking care of your house and making a payment every month and keeping your taxes low is probably outweighs the fact that it's sitting empty right now. How long? What is left on the term of the contract? It's only about seven months. Just let them play. So she'll have to get her financing in place in seven months. Oh, oh, so they are going to cash you out in seven months, yeah. or they're not going to cash you that, out. Yeah, I would just Well, be, I don't know. That, that's the term of the agreement. Yep. Well, when they don't, then you can extinguish the contract and sell her finance to someone else. And if they do, then, then like, good for you. Okay, but you don't feel like it's worth causing a ruckus no. because she she's not no, living there. No, I've never heard okay. of a bank that got disappointed in receiving their payment. That I wouldn't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But that's right. Appreciate the call, BJ. There, Thank you. Uh, there is BJ. It. So she's already doing the seller financing we're talking about on her own, and she's got a balloon coming. One of the problems we have right now with the Dodd Frank, and maybe we can get the attorney involved after the break, is we can't do balloons right now until. Um, Cole's favorite person, Trump, gets the, the Dodd Frank re- repealed. So, um, coming up on the break now is a great time to call in two three five nine four zero five two three five nine four zero five. We'll talk more when we return. We'll be right back. If you're behind on payments and need a little cash, you can call Jason Dillard if you need to sell fast. Call. Call 444-7650. If you're tired of tenants, toilets, and trash, you can call Jason Dillard if you need a little cash. Welcome back to Solutions in Real Estate. I'm Jason Dillard. To get in touch with me, call me at 864-444-7650. Or you can go to my website, jasondillard.com, J-A-S-O-N-D-I-L-L. ARD.com right now. We're looking for money. Um, one of the things that we do besides buy houses is we find money to buy houses. So if you've got some cash and it's in your retirement account and the, you saw the stock market jump the last year and you're going, whoa, maybe it's not going to go up much anymore. Maybe it'll come back down. If you would like to make 8% fixed, 8% all the time, we need 120,000 
on a house that's worth 200000 So you've got security and you've got a good return. And we're not securities brokers. We don't pool money. So one of the things that's that we stress to our potential lenders is we have one house with one lender. So worst case scenario is you get ownership of a house. Okay, so we're not pooling money. Um, so we're not secure. We're not creating a security. Um, it's just a first mortgage on one property. So if you're interested in learning more about how you can make eight percent on 120 grand against a house that's worth 200, call me at eight six four 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 seven six five zero to get involved in the program right now. The live is two three five ninety four zero five is the number two three five nine four zero five. Before the break, we were talking to um, Trey Ingram from Holiday Law Firm about some stuff. Um, he's he's in the studio if you just tuned in. And we got Scott Bradford, who's an agent in our office, been explaining to the to the world why we think it's smarter to be a lender than a landlord. But the most important person that's here, if you just tuned in, is Cole Perry Dillard. Um, I call him Cole P. You know, in, in the morning, when I wake up in the morning, I go downstairs. He's already awake. He's already let the dog out. He's already, sometimes, sometimes he's already made my coffee. What a good boy. He just wakes up. He's like the opposite of Reese. Reese... <laughs> Reese, I have to go in there and shake him and then jump up and down on the bed. Lucky has to get in there, to get in on that action, too. Yeah. Who's Lucky? Uh, she's our dog. So what does she do? She uh, gets up on the Reese. <laughs> she just uh, starts looking at his face. He eventually gets up. <laughs> yeah, that helps him wake up, yeah, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, you know, the cool, refreshing tongue of a dog. Yeah. <laughs> Nasty. <laughs> but anyway, um, if you want to get involved, 235-9405, we're here. Ask Cole a question about Lucky, our dog, whatever. Um, we were talking about the um, landlord becoming a lender. What happened? You hit your ear, man. I hit my ear on the microphone, man. Yeah. When <laughs> you're laughing so hard, you just turn your head, bam. Um but there were three benefits that we were focusing on. One of them was no maintenance. Yeah, no maintenance. So the the person living in the house, when something breaks, they fix it. So instead of me having to send my maintenance guy over there to change the window lock and get sure. the property manager charging me $50 for a trip fee, the person living there just and changes their own. Sure. Yeah, they, they do that. Okay, so the second one was... Property taxes. So your taxes are less. So instead of paying... A thousand a year for a house, you pay four hundred. Instead of paying two thousand, you pay eight hundred. So it's less. So you make more money if you pay less. Well, and so, what was the third benefit? Well, I think a, a, another huge benefit for the seller is that unlike a rental, when you lease a place, you get a security deposit, and usually it's like the first month. All right. When we do it, when we sell in our program, we actually get a non-refundable down payment. Three, four, five, six, seven, ten thousand dollars, and that tenant buyer is never getting that back. That is that is your money. It's okay, so hold on a second. So not only is my taxes less, and I don't have to fix stuff, the person that moves in gives me money. That's correct. That they can't get back. That's right. Okay, that's and since we have an attorney in here, that's option consideration. Option consideration. That's yeah, because it's it's not the down payment. It becomes a down payment when we when they get converted. So what, what Whatever we do, you what we do Trey, <laughs> so that, so that Trey can ask, I'll let Trey ask some questions. We place the family in the house with an op, some option consideration and we give them a six month lease. And then if they pay on time for six months and everything goes well, then we convert them to a 
do you call it a contract for deed or a bond for title at holiday? Yeah, either either one of those. Um, and then when we convert them, then that's when they can go to the courthouse and get the taxes reduced, the property taxes reduced. So the the money that they've paid to to you to have the the option of purchasing it that that would be that would not go towards their equity in the home. That would just be for the privilege of having the chance to buy it in the future if they make their payments. Yes, in, in a roundabout way. But we, the price that they're buying it for is less the option consideration when we finance it to them six months later. Right. And then we give them a, a payment that's a 30-year mortgage that can adjust in five years, but it never balloons. And that's per Dodd-Frank. So Dodd Frank made it where you can't put balloons on on mortgages um, for the um, owner occupied mortgages, and the only way it can adjust is if rates go way up. So the we can't just say we want the rate to go up if rates do maybe get the rate to come up a little bit. Mm. So you have a floor or a ceiling built into the the rate. Well, the floor is what the rate is today. Yeah, prime. So we can only raise two above prime if. In five years. Yeah. If, if there was some explosion in rates that would cause difficulty, then. And so what you'll find is the family that's buying the house from us, some of them are getting rates that are very close to or under bank rates. If they're in 150000 and above, it's a very good rate just by nature of the price. If we're selling a double wide to somebody, of course, the rate's just going to be higher because it's a smaller value. So that's a great question, Trey. How do we determine the payment? I just anticipated you asking that question. <laughs> you um, read my mind. Yeah. Um, well, we know what it's going to rent for. Mm-hmm. So instead of advertising a rate and advertising a down payment, we advertise a payment to be about what we think it would rent for. You advertise a monthly payment. That's correct. That's right, which is equal to what we would have rented it for. So if you own a rental property, do you own any rental properties? I don't. Okay. In fact, I am a renter at the moment. We're building a house down in Moonville. You know where Moonville is? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, so yeah. We're, we're moving to Moonville. Hopefully, we would love to be in by April 1st. You looked at your watch to yeah. figure out when April 1st is? Yeah, today's the 10th. Yeah. Can't, so, take, can't take anybody so you're paying rent. Birth. You're paying rent right I'm now. I'm paying rent right now. That's right. I'm yeah, that's like I went to Sumter. I told you the story about going to Sumter. We bought an apartment building in Sumter, 66 units. And I didn't, that didn't know what Sumter was like. Went down there. Looked at the property. We placed the roof, replacing the windows, siding, all the, everything's getting done. Go to downtown Sumter and man, there's things going on down there and they're actually building a, a new hotel. They're building a, I think it's a Hyatt place down there. Hmm. So I asked the waitress, I said, when is that opening? She said, April 1st. <laughs> and I'm like, cool. I might come back down here and just see that on April 1st. And then as we're leaving, my buddy that it was with me is going, she might have just said that because that's the joke in Sumter. Of when it's going to happen. That might never happen. It, might, it may have been April 1st, the year before, the year before, the year before. A little April Fool's joke. Yeah, a little April Fool's joke. Of course, this year, Easter is on April 1st. Did you know that? I didn't. I, I didn't pay attention. That. It is? Yeah. Yeah. I got too much going on to think about the future. <laughs> so, anyway, so you're renting right now. Unfortunately. Yeah, so, so you're renting rent. much longer than we wanted to. So but, you're, yeah. but but you're, you're going to buy a house. Well, we own it. We're building. Right. Okay. And... So you're going to go from being a tenant to an owner, and your landlord is just renting you the house. That's right. And so the, yeah, I don't want to make fun of your landlord or anything, but he's paying triple taxes. Think about that a minute. 
his taxes on his house that he owns that he rents to you is triple. That's right. And when you move out, is he going to have to spend some money on the house to get it ready to rent again? After uh, my children get done with it, yes, I'm, I'm sure. How many kids do you have? Uh, my wife and I, we've got, uh, <laughs> let me count. He's going to need to make an insurance claim. You need to, <laughs> the you last need to I take checked, your shoes we, off. The last count. I checked, we had yeah. six. <laughs> six of them. But it's been a couple hours, so. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. We're, we're foster parents and adoptive parents, so the number does oh, change. Oh, you were telling me before the show that about the new law that's probably going to happen. Can you quickly explain that? Yeah, so real quick, the uh, the Senate passed a bill on Thursday that is uh, going to change the way adoptions are done in South Carolina. It used to be that um, foster parents were, were not allowed to bring adoption actions until basically until DSS gave them their blessing. Uh, and this law changed that. And also uh, parents whose children might be in DSS custody were told you can't choose adoption. Basically, you, you could, you know, relinquish your rights over to DSS or you could, you could fight, uh, in court, but you couldn't choose adoption. And now this law says, no, actually parents can choose adoption as long as you have your parental rights. One of the rights is to the ability to choose adoption. Um, and for, you know, foster parents or others who are interested in adoption, um, that they can come to the court and seek seek that relief so the the bottom line is going to be easier to adopt in south carolina as long as this gets through that's right that's, that's a right. good thing and it so. already passed the house it actually passed the house about a year ago so you know the legislature works on a two-year cycle the house got done with this a year ago um the senate took took a little bit longer in part there was a supreme court case that was hearing this same issue and that supreme court case was finally decided this past january in a very similar way so that it, it's very consistent. This this bill would actually sort of put an exclamation point on the court's ruling. Great, great. I hope that goes through. Um, that's way more exciting than race cars that we normally talk about <laughs> every week. You know, that's, I, the reason Tracy isn't here is he's racing a car. That's, that's why he isn't here. So if you want to get involved in the last part of the program, now's a great time to call 235-9405-864. 2359405. Ask Trey a question. Um, he's from Holiday Law Firm. His website is holiday with two L's, lawfirm.com. If you want to get in touch with me, my phone number is 864-444-7650. When we get back, we're going to talk more about real estate. It's going to be great. Welcome back to Solutions in Real Estate. I'm Jason Diller. To get in touch with me, you can give me a call at 864-444-7650. We're always looking for people that want to make money with their money. And right now we have a need for $120,000 on a house worth two hundred. dollars It's an 8% return for you or your retirement account. Um, if you don't know that you can use your retirement account to invest in real estate, just give us a call and we'll sit down in our office and explain how it works to you and help you make more money with your money. Um, we've been talking to Trey Ingram from Holiday Law Firm about different stuff. We just learned how that it's going to be a lot easier, we hope, to adopt in South Carolina, which is great because I'm sure there's all those children out there that need parents. I mean, children need parents, right? That's right. That's exactly right. And obviously, you know, our first goal in our foster care system is get them reunited with their actual parent, you know, to rehabilitate and re, um, reunify families, keep families together. But unfortunately, at, at some point that, you know, that does change. Some some folks aren't able to provide safe homes for their children. And that's just like houses. Exactly like houses. I mean, I can relate everything to houses. <laughs> I mean, we have that happen with our with our families that we place in our houses that we sell or finance. A percentage of them are going to get old. Their parents are going to get old. They're going to lose their job. They're going to get a job. They're going to get divorced. They're going to get married. They're going to... Um, 
Did I say lose? Your, <laughs> did I say get a job transfer? That There's a certain percentage of them. All of those things are going to happen. We've had a family that called us one time and said, "I can't live here anymore. I can't. I know I can't get my down payment back. My dad's getting old, and we've got to move to take care of him." Okay, so that same lady called us back three years later and said, "My dad passed, and now we need to move back. Do you have anything we can buy?" And then she put five thousand down on another house, and then about three or four years later. She called and said, we've got um, a great job opportunity and we're moving. So we've had a repeater. We call those repeaters where we sell our finance to the same family more than once because things happen. So one of the drawbacks, if there's a negative to seller financing, is you may not own the house in 30 years. So your income is going to go away in 30 years. I don't want my income to go away, Scott. So what would you tell a potential management client that's thinking about hiring us? What's the odds of them actually losing their income? I get that criticism all the time. I, I don't want to lose the house. And I'm like, well, okay, so let's just think it through. First of all, there's probably less than a 20 to 30% chance that they're actually ever going to cash you out. Just because life happens, right? Job transfer, all the stuff you were just talking about. Um but I just tell folks, look, under the seller financing model, I'm able to actually sell their houses for a premium. So if they actually ever do get cashed out, they made absolute top dollar on the property. There's no shortage of houses. Just go buy another one. You can always create. Okay, so what you're telling me is if something happens and the family wins the lottery in this house that would retail for hundred grand, and after closing costs and everything, they would only net ninety. You probably sold it for 110. That's correct. And they're going to really net 100. That's right. So they're really getting a premium for the house. If, and then they can take that money and buy another house if they wanted to. That's exactly right. So. Or two more. Or two more if they buy the right. I like buying, people ask me this all the time. What price point, um, do we buy rental properties? I like buying the houses that are in the 50, 60, $70,000 range to keep. So if you're going to lend me money and you want to make a, get a payment every month, we do 6%. The average loan is 50-60 on those. Now, if we're going to flip a house or build a house, 120 is our average loan. So if you lend me 120 grand, you make 8%. The house sells, you get all your money back with the 8% return. And, um, Trey, you've seen that happen before because you've formed closings for us where the lender gets their money back. And then guess what the lender probably wants to do? They want to lend it back to us. So, um, Tracy's come into the office before. Yeah. In flip flops. In flip-flops. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And signed some stuff. Got a check. Left with a check. Well, actually, he came back with you for the check, but yeah. Yeah. Got a check and I presume wants to put it right back in. So if you're out there listening and you're wondering, well, how does all this work? Why would I want to um, lend money to Jason or why would I want to let um, Scott manage one of my rentals? Um, go to our website, jasondiller.com, and read up on how we borrow money or go to flexibleseller.com. And read up on how we manage property because the how it works tab on both of those websites, it explains how it works. Sure. So, I mean, it, it's kind of obvious how, it, how works. it works. So I'm gonna, let's, let's get Cole involved in this. Um, let me ask you a question, Cole. If you were buying a, if you were out there living in a house, would you rather have a house that you're paying rent and you have no way to get your money back or would you rather have a house that you're making payments on? That one day you could sell it and get all your money back. Which one would you rather have? Uh, the one where you get all your money back. Cause you, you get money. all your money back. Okay. Yes. So that Cole, Cole is, um, 
13. How old are you, 13? I am 13. And he, he knows that he would rather get all his money back. Now, so let's say if you're renting a house to somebody, would you rather be responsible for the heat and air system that goes out, or would you rather not be responsible for the heat and air system that goes out? I'd uh, much rather not be. Less money have to, has to be spent in that way, and it's going to be have to be up to the other person that's living in the house, I guess. Now, let's say that you're going to um, let somebody move into one of your houses. Would you rather them give you $1,000 that your broker has to leave in their bank account that you can't touch until they leave? Would you rather them give you $5,000 that you can spend right now on video games or something? I'd rather have the $5,000. That way I can save it for a rainy day or just in case um, other things happen like just life or perhaps they could. What was this? And they were buying the house, right? Yeah. Okay. But or you know, I just want to buy another house but right you know, immediately. But, right but you know, all borrowers pay until they don't. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so you need a little money in reserve. Yeah. Yeah, so that it helps to have some cash in the bank in case something happens. Yeah. So, are you, how money. are you saving? How's your savings going? Uh, pretty good. Have <laughs> you got enough money saved up for a car yet? No, I'm probably not going to have that for about a couple another years. But, so. but you're working on it. Yeah. You're doing good. So, yes. And and how do you how do you decide how much you can save? How does that work when you get your allowance? Uh, you get, I usually t- put ten percent uh, of whatever I get in the in the saving in my savings account, and the uh, other percent I use I might save up to buy for video games would be a good you, example. You skip something again. Also, remember I, remember the most important subject that you have in school. Oh yeah, Bible. I was about to say that. Yeah. So Dad. what's the what's the first thing you do with your money? Uh, you tithe it. Do you? There you go. You get ten percent. Yeah. There, there you go. So I, you're messing up, man. I'm gonna, have to, I'm gonna take the microphone from you. No. Yeah. So if you're out there listening, you're wondering. I think it's smarter to seller finance, and I'm okay with it. And I and I've sat down with with potential land, landlords and go, well, I'm gonna lose my income. I'm like, yeah. I hear it all the time. In 360 months from now, if they pay on time for 360 months in a row, and they never call you for maintenance. And your taxes are going to be a third as much. You will not own the house anymore. I'm okay with that. I'm okay that I'm not going to own something in three after 360 months of payments because. And if you're 50, so when you're, yeah, when you're 80, you'll lose your income. Right. And guess what I can do if, when I, when those house if I wanted to, I could get some money out of them. That's another thing. I mean, maybe that's another topic for another day, but. If I've got a paid-for house and I sell or finance the house. That that gets a little tricky if the contract for deed is recorded. Yeah, but I can sell the paper. You could do that. Let's, let's, let's run through that scenario. You could do that. Sell the I've paper. got a house that I sell or finance for hundred grand, and the people are paying 1000 a month, and they've been paying on time for three or four years, and something that happens in my life and I need some cash. Scott, would you lend me fifty grand against that paper? Sure. You would lend me fifty grand against that paper. Yeah, I mean, if the value of the paper's there, sure. If so, if the value of the paper is a hundred, you can lend me fifty against it. Sure. Even though I've seller financed the house. Mm-hmm. Oh, so I still can get that equity out if I need it sure. badly. Mm-hmm. So that's another. There's another pitch you can use, which that's kind of that's real estate three hundred one instead of real estate one hundred one. So what else? What's the negative? What's the big negative in seller financing houses? So let's full disclosure here at the end of the show. Okay. What's the negative? The big negative is 
because this is not just a straight rental and you actually, you know, we start out with a lease option and then with a going to this contract for deed. The big negative is that it is not as easy sometimes to remove people from the house like just a simple eviction. Sometimes you may be forced to go to the master and equity court and foreclose in a nightmare scenario. Even in those situations, we a lot of times we don't end up foreclosing. Even if they try to force that, a lot of times it just comes down to money. So you talk about full disclosure. We meet them at the courthouse. We just can we give you a thousand dollars for the keys? People like money. You give them a thousand dollars. They sign your little piece of paper for a release. Boom, done. You got the keys, and that would be much cheaper way. That would be a much more efficient way to get out of it than to go through the foreclosure process. Okay, so my taxes are going to be a third as much. I'm not going to have to do the maintenance and repairs. Um, I'm not going to um, I'm, I'm get a down payment that I don't have to give back, but maybe I might have to foreclose instead of evict, but that's very, very rare. And I believe it's worth the risk. It's a risk-reward thing. And we were talking about at the break, um, the out of the houses that we manage, our average savings on taxes is probably around a thousand dollars a year. And how many houses do we manage? Almost three hundred. About three hundred. So, um, isn't that three hundred thousand dollars a year that we're not paying in taxes that we're saving our clients and us? So if now if you only own one house and you're saving a thousand a year, in the very first year you have to foreclose. And well, you're going to lose on that on those numbers. Sure, and but that's it, happened. I mean, it's, but if you make it. Four years into the process, you've already saved what it's going to cost there to foreclose. That's right. So if you're interested in learning more about how we manage property, go to our website, FlexibleSeller.com. That's flexible like a bendy straw, you know, like a bendy straw that you get at McDonald's or a, or a flexible like a hose pipe. You know, Tracy and I always argue about a hose pipe. You know why? He says it's not a hose pipe. Pipes are rigid and hoses are flexible. It can't be a hose pipe. It's a garden hose is what he says. But FlexibleSeller.com is the, the website. Um, we're looking for man, for more management clients. We're looking for people that are tired of dealing with the tenants' toilets and trash. Oh, we didn't even mention. Guess how much we charge for it? 50 bucks a month. 50. So if we charge 50 bucks a month for full-service property management, um, and we're going to manage the property identically to the way we manage our own property. So we are property owners that during the recession said to ourselves, self, because that's what we call ourselves when we talk to ourselves, we said, self, I ain't making hardly any money around here, and I'm willing to do just about anything to make more money. We're managing our properties pretty well. Why don't we manage properties for other people? So if you want us to manage the properties for you in the same way we manage for ourselves, give us a call again. That's 864-444-7650. Trey, appreciate you being here. Scott. Thanks um, for having me. Um, who are you? Cole? Yeah, appreciate you being here. And remember, the biggest reason for failure isn't lack of knowledge or ability. It's in action. If you aim at nothing, you will hit it every single time.